What's up, man? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Boxingology probably brings to you the greatest podcast in the history of mankind. To my left, Zaire, a beautiful person, and he's going to be my Robin today while I'm Batman. And if you ain't down with us, we got two words for you. <laughs> you ain't got to say it. <laughs> right. Welcome back, bro. Yes. Episode 34, how you feeling? Good. So I want to talk about Lomachenko versus... Um, uh, Lomachenko or... Lomachenko, the fight that I saw this week. That's my Tiafimo. Tiafimo. No, no, Lomachenko. We're going to start with Lomachenko. Who did Lomachenko it's, fight? Uh, Orlando Salido. So, oh, okay. Yeah, that's how, I'm just going to okay. let you know how my weekend went. This is an old fight. Everybody. Yes, all fight. Second professional fight of Macheco's career. Yes. And he fought a guy that was the world champion at, at the at that featherweight division. Orlando Salido. Orlando Salido, the uh, uh, hardcore Mexican fighter, mm-hmm. comes in, bang into the body, bang into the face. I mean, if you're not prepared with that guy, you, you, you're out of there. He takes you out fast. Uh, Lamacheco was not prepared. So I know I'm going back a few years just mm-hmm. to... Uh, um, speak about this, right? Because a lot of people said, oh, that, that uh, Salido was fouling, headbutting, all sorts of stuff through the whole fight. And I watched this fight carefully. And after reviewing, the verdict is Lamacheco did not complain about any low blows, about any headbutts, anything like that. Um, in fact, they, you know, the referee is pretty much in the in the middle. He was, he was, he was, they were letting him fight. They were letting both of them fight. A lot of the punches that Salido landed. It was, it was a fair loss. Was right on the on the belt, mm-hmm. on the belt line. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a fair loss. The guy just did not let uh, Lemacheco set his punches. Yeah. Didn't let him, you know, set his jab. He yeah. was just right yeah. in there throwing. And his punches were coming from all sorts of angles. He bit off more than he could chew. Yeah, so, you know, we're starting this podcast just going back, telling you that Lemacheco did lose that fight fair and square. I don't care who the hell said he won the fight. Yeah, and I'm a Lomachenko fan. I'm a you are, you are. This is this is like completely throwing me off. Yeah, by so the way, if you... he 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 lost the fight fair and square, but I think that fight hardened him and made him a better, of course, better yeah, yeah, fighter. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He needed that fight. Yeah. And and if they were to fight again in the future, even though Salido is a lot older, I think he would have beat him. Yes, yes, I believe so. Um, so let's talk about an actual fight that happened this weekend. Yeah, let's talk about. Another fight that we didn't get in there, Michael McKenson, right, versus Virgil Ortiz. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. And that, that was, was two weeks a, ago. Yeah. That was two weeks ago. Very interesting fight. Michael McKenson is 22 and 0 at the time. Now, he suffered his first loss, which was a KO. Mm-hmm. He only had two knockouts. He actually did pretty good. Um, You know, as a lefty, he landed some pretty good shots. I mean, com- compared to a guy that doesn't, he only has two knockouts. Um, so I was impressed. I thought Virgil Ortiz could do more. I think he, he, he should be able to block more, move his hips a little bit more. It was mm-hmm. just taking too many flush shots from him. Um, he, what did you think of the fight? I, I think Virgil Ortiz looked good. Um, I want to see him take a step up in competition. Um, he called out Terrence Crawford after the fight, which is very, very interesting to me. I think Terrence Crawford will decimate him. Yes. I don't think he's ready for that yet. I want to no. before I even give like an opinion on his fighting. I think I think it's too soon right now. I think I want to see him step up. I don't know who else he could fight in that weight division. Maybe, maybe Keith Thurman. Maybe Keith maybe Keith Thurman. Thurman. Yeah. Maybe Keith Thurman. Um, if he if he wants to come back and fight, but it was it was a competitive fight. I mean, I don't take anything away from this fight. It was competitive. Hey, but what about what about Boots? What about Boots? He could fight Boots. Uh. 
I want to see Virgil Ortiz another three fights before he touches that guy. Yeah, you know what it is. I in this that's, fight that's here, smart. That's smart. in this fight here, he's aggressive. He has power. He's nineteen and all with nineteen mm-hmm. knockouts. Right, he has the the, the stuff, mm-hmm. but. There's little things that I want to see. I want to see Virgil Ortiz counter punch better. I want to see better head movement. I want to see that jab move around. He, he he's too. I think he was in the the first four or five rounds. He was so stiff, so stiff with this guy. Yeah, yeah. And the guy was moving beautifully and throwing shots. He wasn't dangerous to the point he was gonna hurt him, but he did land some shots that looked pretty good. And if the guy has some pop in his hands, who knows? You know, I I wasn't I I wasn't so impressed with Ortiz in this fight. I give him a grade of a B minus. Um, that's that's pretty high. That's pretty high. Yeah, a B minus for Virgil. <laughs> for you not Ortiz. to be impressed, that's pretty high. You man. know, um, and what's next for him? I don't know what's next for him. I I, I want to see him maybe another another a step up another step a, up, a step up from know? this guy because this guy was just another opponent. He's another just an opponent. Point. He was supposed to look good against him. He didn't look as good as he should have. But I, I need to see him step up in competition before I say, all right, Well, he was ranked number 13. Um, I don't know what he was ranked before, before that. that. So it's I, don't not think a, it's not a, I don't think he was a top 10 guy. The guy is rated, has uh, at five stars. They gave him four stars and a half. So he's pretty good. And that, like I said, that was his first. I ain't giving him four, his four first, and a half stars. His first actual loss. I've, I'm looking at his record here. He fought a lot of guys that were undefeated or that had one loss. Very good records he, he, he fought. Uh, even though he fought a guy here in 2018 with 15 wins and 169 losses and 12 draws. Wait, 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 wait. You said 169 losses? 169 losses. Nah, Shout come out on, to stop, Kevin stop. McCauley. Yo, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me see that. Kevin McCauley. Oh, I'm sorry. The guy has now Why, upgraded how? to... How a f- few years after that, how now the he fuck has two hundred and twenty-four losses. How does he still have a license? He got two hundred and twenty-four losses. Yeah, but you know what? He's and only been stopped fourteen times. I want to know who the fifteen. But check this out. Who was the fifteen people that he beat? And guess what? He has no knockout. She, he won fifteen times. Shit, he been on knocked, decision. Well, he been knocked out what fourteen and what times. And what is this middleweight? Man, we could get him to uh, heavyweight to fight Felipe. Felipe is smoking. He like a meth head. Yeah, get so, yeah. Turn that turn that off. So you got 224 losses? Please save that. I got a... <laughs> Amazing, right? I've never seen nothing like that. I didn't even know that was possible. I didn't so, even know it was possible. So it's, what do you think of Ortiz in that fight? Um, If I'm going to give him a letter grade, you said a B minus. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give him a C. I would have liked to see a more impressive win against a, a guy like that. A guy who really didn't... I don't think that guy posed much of a threat to him. Okay. I think they put him in there so he could look impressive. And for him to, to win the fight... Like, he, he did what he had to do, don't get me wrong, but... To come out of that fight and then call out Terrence Crawford, like you ain't, you ain't do nothing to even think anybody, for anybody to even think you got a chance against Crawford or any of the top guys. So yeah, that he, was a, he's not ready. For yeah, that. you gotta you gotta shoot your shot, but I mean, listen, that don't mean you are gonna make it. I agree, I agree. Um, what else? Uh, so there's a uh, the Blair the Blair Cobb fight. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about that yeah, too. Yeah, let's 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 um, get all the let's get all the clown shit out the way early. Yeah, did you see the fight? I saw that shit. I saw it. All right. Um, Blit, Blit Cop, like, so <laughs> we he remember. Maurice Booker. Hooker. Hooker. Yeah. Maurice yeah. Booker fought Felix Trinidad, and Trinidad won the belt off of him one, winning the championship. One day, you're going to not mispronounce somebody's name on the podcast. One day. <laughs> one not day. today. One day. One day. I hope one day you're going to do it. Um, Maurice Hooker, yeah. Um, you know, coming into this fight, I thought Maurice Hooker would win this fight. 
He was a three had, to one favorite. I had him winning this fight. Um, Cobb surprised me. Um, he went in there, did what he had to do. And another guy calling people out, um, who I feel like. So this is what I saw, right? So he got rid of Freddie Roach, and he got another team. Yes. Um, and Maurice Hooker is 27 wins and one loss at that time. Now he's 27 wins, two losses, and three draws. Yep. Um, he's fought a lot of you know pretty solid guys in his career. This is what he was a three-one favorite, right? Uh, of course, because the Blair didn't look too good in his uh, in his last out against Alexis Rocha. Yeah. He got knocked him on the ninth round. Smoked him. Now Blair is now his record has gone to sixteen and one and one draw and ten knockouts. And wh- there's some positives and negatives on this fight. So what you got? The positives I saw is I like his footwork. I like he moved around a lot today. Uh, I mean, not today. Sorry, in the in the fight, he moved a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of lateral movement. A lot of feints going this way, and then he went that way. He was pop shotting and everything. Um, his condition very improved. I like that too. From the last um, fight, yeah. You know, a very confident guy, cocky guy, but he's also very humble on his losses. He accepts his losses. You got no choice. Sure. Um, you know, some people when they lose, out. like Adrian Brown and other guys, they they just have no. You know, Listen, when you get knocked out, you gotta accept that shit. Um, so the negatives on Blair Flair Cobbs, right? Uh, I do not like that he wings his punches. Okay, he landed some monster shots on this guy. I think yeah, he dropped him I twice agree. in the I first agree. round, and then yeah. once in the second round, and and they started fading away a little bit. But he landed some thunderous shot. Obviously, mm-hmm. this kid has some some power, but he was swinging. He's winging, winging the shots. Uh, somebody else that throws down the middle will pretty much catch, uh, catch yeah. him. Someone that has a great, great jab mm-hmm. will sharpshoot him and mm-hmm. beat him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I give him a C plus. Uh, I give him a B plus on competition yes. because he's not fighting that, like has been. And he was the underdog. And he's let's, the underdog. Let's, let's also state so that. I give him credit for give that. That was very credit. impressive, and I like that. Um, Blair Flair is now ranked number 20 in the world and number 10 in the United States as a welterweight. A welterweight division right now is loaded with many fighters up and coming and guys that are not even in the top 30 yet that are on their way up on there too. Way, yep. So uh, we got Jahai Tucker's on Jahai, there. Jahai Tucker's. I mean, uh, whew, there's a lot of guys in that division. 147 is, is I think, since Floyd, that's like the hot division. And it's going to be like that. For- uh, way before Floyd. I mean, Leonard. Well, yes, 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 yes. Robinson time. Yes, I mean, it's I'm always sorry. been a busy. My apologies. Well, well, that's when it started, really. Yeah. That uh, The Leonard the Leonard age, that that golden age of boxing right there, the four horsemen, that's when that's when it was really. Well, well the, not four horsemen. Because we're gonna, Hagler yes. was a middleweight. He was a middleweight. So, but uh, Benitez. Benitez was a middleweight, too. Junior middleweight. Yes. So, yes. it was really three. Yeah. yeah. Three. Yeah. The three horsemen. Yeah, let's let's call it four horsemen though. Let's let's not let's if not. You move. Say so. That's what they call it. They call them the four horsemen. <laughs> the four kings. They call them. Yes, you're right. Four kings. The four kings. I'm gonna call them horsemen. I'm gonna have to text you the the episode so you can watch it. I so, watched it. Blair Flair. Uh, like so I said. So you said you said a C. C plus in performance, right? A plus on his condition, and his footwork. Wow. Okay. And competition a B. A B, a solid B, you know. I will say, I said B minus. I said B, a solid B in competition because he was a three-one on the goal and mm-hmm. he suffered a loss the fight before. So you know, 
I like that. I like when he takes chances. You got to take chances in boxing. I, I, I agree with you, especially coming off of a loss, a knockout loss, and he fights a guy yeah. like this, and a, a real good fighter, and yeah. you're the underdog. 100%. So on, I, give so him, I give him respect week, on that. On this week, he wears his tuxedo. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm proud of him for this week. Uh, talk about Tyson Fury retiring. Uh, they say he has 20 days to retire or, or uh, let go of the belt. I don't think he has nothing to prove. I honestly don't um, care if that man retires or if he keeps fighting. I honestly don't care. I think they need to investigate his gloves. <laughs> From the Deontay Wilder fight, if you Controversy with this guy all the time. Just, just Controversy saying. with this guy. I'm just saying. You know, it, they it's, checked his gloves it's crazy. Times. It's crazy how certain things happen in boxing and, you know, it just gets swept under the rug. But if it was, if, if that was Deontay Wilder, oh, man. I this don't want to hear it. This shit would have. You wouldn't have heard, heard the end of it. Gypsies in England is considered on, below black. Did you know that? I, I, don't live, I don't live in England. I live in, I live in, a, I live in America where we, where we are the most, we, we, this is a boxing, this is a a boxing podcast. This, don't, guy, don't get me in my zone right now. The guy was a drug addict. The guy was obese. He was suicidal. He comes back after you want me, uh, a you want year me, and a half, you want me to feel sorry 18, for him? 18 months layoff. He beats, he beats a, a, a you know, a warm up, and then he goes into Wilder, had a draw, fights him the next two he times. Lo- he lost that first fight. No. And you, draw, we, draw. we speak about fights. We speak about fights. You talked about Lomachenko and uh, Salido in the beginning of the podcast. That's a fight that people need to revisit. You watch that fight. I revisited Deontay, more than one time, and I really not, saw. Not only, not only was there an 11 count. We're not going to talk about that. There was an 11 count. But let's talk about the scorecards. Two of those rounds was 10-8 rounds, right? Two rounds, yes. Deontay Wilder won. Majority of those those beginning rounds because Tyson Fury wasn't punching, okay. so Deontay Wilder won about five six rounds, and then you got ten no, eight. Then I went five. He was getting outboxed. The first the, guy, the first three rounds could have went to Deontay Wilder. It could have. No 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 no. We're, we're, those he won. All right, you I'm, said it, it could have. No no. I'm gonna just say it. he won the first three rounds. You can't go. You it could have and then go. It, no, he I'm won. saying I'm saying it could have because they they obviously didn't give him those rounds, but he won the first three rounds and then he got two ten eight rounds on top of that. He's up on the scorecards to me. If we if we judging the fight the right way it's supposed to be judged, and you're not telling me Tyson Fury won all the rest of the late rounds because he didn't. I thought he I didn't. Thought, I thought the fight was a draw. He didn't. Of course, you, of course, you thought it was a draw. Of course, you did. It Nobody was, scores fights no more. They just say, "Oh, I feel like I feel like this person won. I feel like that person won." That ain't how boxing works, bro. You got to score the fights. Fights are scored on points. Boxing is corrupt, and that's why the Olympics ain't. There's no boxing in the Olympics no more. Uh, we got one more, one more year. Oh, you want to you want to just slide on this, uh, past this subject, right? <laughs> Listen, I really believe he won the fight. Anyway, why would his gloves? About his gloves was laced. They checked it the second time. What they checked? They didn't check his gloves. They checked the, the gloves in the second time, and they checked it the third time. Yo, the first fight, your and man, they checked it on the. Your man's had the glove half off his hand. That's computerized. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. Trust me when I tell you. Trust me when I tell you. All right, we done with this. Trust me when I tell you. Um, talk about bias. Tiafimo fought this weekend. Tiafimo, you're, you're dying to talk about him. Yeah, let's talk about a real. I want fight. to talk about Joseph Guillambo who wrapped Tiafimo's hands. Yeah, yeah, shout out beautifully. to Joseph Guillambo. Great guy. I know this guy personally. Uh, great cut man. Anyone looking for a cut man? Anyone looking for a hand wrap man? Uh, uh, Joseph Guillambo is one of the best. He's yes. from New York. He'll yep. travel, and he's not that expensive. And he wraps Tiafimo's hands. 
He's yeah. the guy. Yeah, yeah. And he wrapped his hands good. They looked nice. And he went and knocked that dude out in the seventh round. He knocked the dude out in the seventh round. Um, what I thought about Teofimo, I, I, I don't like his antics. I don't like when he goops around and does you, his stupid shake. You, and like, the, you like Tyson Fury's antics, though. He doesn't have any antics. He comes in and fights. He comes in to fight. This guy dropping his hands. Carry on. Disrespectful. Carry on. Um, yeah, man. Very disrespectful, this guy. Uh, I want to see a better jab. He has power. He showed me that uh, Teofimo showed me power. I, I agree with the jab. Um, I was very impressed with the power. Um, the and jab needs to carry, be improved. Carry the power up to 140. Yeah, I mean, it's not that, much of a difference. 135 to, one, listen, to 140. Man, you're fighting bigger guys, man. It's, it's, it's a difference. It's a difference. Look at Tank when he went up to 140. It took him, it took him 11 rounds. Even though he got the guy out of there, it took him, it took him a minute. You well, know? guys, guys are naturally bigger and get stronger. That's fact. You know. Yeah. Um, so what you, what you think? What do you, what do you give him if you had to give him a letter grade on this fight? What's your takeaway? Teofimo. Yeah. Uh, there was moments he looked spectacular, and then those moments it's almost like he was bored and he was looking for something to do. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So I agree. Uh, I think in performance, uh, ring generalship, I, I give him a C plus. In the you know he got the victory, um, I mean you know it, I'm, I'm not a huge Teofimo fan. I'm sensing some hate coming from. I'm not a from, huge Teofimo. I still think he parties. You know I would like a thorough who don't, who don't party. Everybody blood parties. Tests and 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 a urine test on Teofimo Lopez because speaking of blood and urine, you know Tyson Fury failed a a, ster- a drug test before, right? Yeah, well he was a drug addict. No, 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 no steroids. No, there was no He's steroids. addicted to steroids too? <laughs> if we're going to go to steroids, everybody everybody in boxing has at one point or another had touched the steroids, including Floyd Mayweather. Stop it. Floyd Mayweather, <laughs> Stop yes. It. yes. Stop it. Now, Floyd Mayweather now you about to make yourself was crazy. taking Duralex to lose weight, illegal, illegal in all over the United States, to those pills to lose weight, but he was doing it. Number one, because, number one, that's not true. Number yes, two, that's not steroids. Absolutely true. And I'll tell you why it was true. <laughs> it's not steroids. That, when, that has no effect on when, your fight. When, on the fight. And and this is how I know. The people in Vegas are so close to him because they buddy, they all live next to each other, right? And they all want to be in his fancy cars. It's, it's amazing how you make ass. this shit up off the but top of your head. They told them, look, Floyd, the commission is gonna strip you from your belts. So because because what you did is illegal with Duralex to lose weight on the Pacquiao fight, right? So what did he do? He said, guys, I'm relinquishing the belts. So that the young guys, the young warriors and lions out there could go fight. And guess what? He didn't <clears> retire <throat> because the next fight he had was against Andre Deadbeat Berto. Number one, that's nonsense. Let me tell you why that's nonsense. First off, if if they ever caught Floyd doing anything, they would have buried him. Because they can't wait to put anything on Floyd. That's number one. Number two. I don't think so. He relinquished the belts because Floyd has stated this many times. I don't fight for the belts because I ain't paying them no money. So I'm not fighting for your belts. I'm not paying your sanctioning fees. He I'm loves paying... to collect belts. He's always showing his belts. Yeah, I he mean, collects obviously... them, but I'm not gonna fight. I'm not gonna fight for him. So I gotta pay you every time I fight for your with your belt. He 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 has all the belts already. Well, he gotta keep fighting for the belts for like he done won all the belts already. Anyway, you're at taking, that point, you're taking the spotlight off of Teofimo. So Teofimo, let me I'm give a saying. little let me give a little credit to the guy he fought. And if, right, and if we talking steroids, don't Pe- let me get in the Pacquiao, your boy. He never get t- tested positive for steroids That's ever right. in his life. You know why? Because he he ducked that drug test. Talk about ducking. He never ducked the drug test. Talk about ducking. Talk. talk about ducking. Let's talk about Mike Tyson oh, and, whoa, and whoa, other guys whoa. that were on, on Juice. 
Hey. Michael Spinks was I asked him a question Michael Spinks did say Michael that. Spinks did. clearly said Evander Holyfield and Mike Tyson were basically fighting them two against everybody because they were juiced up but when Mike, nobody else was juiced Mike whooped his ass too so it's, I mean there's a little bias there too Listen, he Mike, said that though. Michael he did. Spinks is one of the greatest light heavyweights of all time. Yeah, he said he was on that stuff. I don't know. So anyway, back to the third female fight. He fought Pedro Campa, who was thirty-four wins and one loss at the time. Now mm-hmm. he has two losses, and the two losses by stoppage, one draw, and uh, twenty-three wins on the way of knockout. He came game. He wasn't uh, there just to lay down. He put. He landed some pretty decent he laid, shots. He laid down though. He, he landed some pretty decent shots. Uh, but the guy was rated 67 Come on. in the world. Come on, man. 67. Don't, don't do that. In the world. And uh, he only, I, I think he only had one fight in America. He All his fights was in Mexico, I think. Uh, well, That's probably you why. You want me to do a whole research on this? No, nah, I'm, I'm telling you. I, I, come on. We, you ain't got to fact I check mean, me, baby. I mean, he fought a lot of guys with 5-0. and oh and uh, Yeah, I think most of those fights know, was in Mexico. You know, Oh and one. He got a guy here that's thirty two wins, twenty six losses. So, so what you trying to say? You, you the trying guy to, was you trying to diminish Teofimo's win. If Teofimo, listen, if you go up and fight somebody, you gotta fight a guy at least in the top twenty, not a guy in the bottom of the of the. It's tuna. The he, sewer. He, he came off a. He came off a tough loss. He came off a war. <laughs> a war. <laughs> That was an ass whipping by George Gambosis. Nah, nah. Shout outs to George Gambosis in Australia for making me lots of money for kicking his ass. So did you did you see uh, before the fight? Tia, excuse me. Tiafimo was talking about he had an injury before that fight, and he wasn't supposed to fight. The doctors told him no fight. Listen, I don't. Um, let me tell you something about injuries. Every fighter going into the ring has an injury. Every fighter has an injury. Floyd had injuries. He doesn't talk about it. Pacquiao had injuries. They all Pacquiao, had injuries. Pacquiao wasn't injured. But Evander ahead. Holyfield was perfectly fine fighting, and he's one of my favorite fighters. Me too. He lost to Michael Moore the first fight, and after the fight, instead of saying, you know, the better man won, he says, I suffered a heart attack in the middle of the ring. You would have not been moving. You would have been dead. He said he had a heart attack in the middle of the ring. He did Do you say remember that. that? Yes, yes. You know, Mike Tyson lost, and they said, oh, I fought with a broken back, spinal. You know? All these guys, man, they can't accept losses. Mike Mike was... Uh, they can't accept losses, man. You know? Mike won that fight, though. But, yeah, I, I see can't, what you're saying. They can't I see accept losses. These but, guys... But he has... Is evidence like he the doctor told him he wasn't supposed to fight. He had a, a injury with his throat. They said he could have ended his career if he fought, and he still went out there and fought. I want to see proof. If you're gonna say something like that, you gotta show some paperwork. Just like when you go to prison and they say you're a snitch, you gotta show paperwork that you're not a snitch, so you can hang out with your crew. That's so, the best analogy you ever had on this show. Usually, them shits is like <laughs> out of left field. That was the best one you ever you ever said it. Well, it's true. You can't say, "Hey, I, the doctor said I was gonna die." Then why did he allow you to fight? If you're gonna die in the ring, you have no oxygen, and he's still letting you to fight. That doctor should lose his his credentials. His, I didn't his say he was license. gonna. I didn't say he was gonna die. I didn't say all that, but no, they said he could have died. Oh, so you heard it? They said he could have died. Oh, I didn't. Meaning know that. he said he, he was gonna die. His father oh, went along with the story. Yeah, yeah, his father yeah, wasn't yeah, even yeah. sure what the hell the story was because his father was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, my son was not there. He was sick. I mean, you know, it's just it's just funny to me because these are the same people that believe Manny Pacquiao when he said, oh, my shoulder was hurting. 
but he threw the shoulder 40,000 40, times I'm going to tell you something. And I'm a Manny Pacquiao fan, right? And I'm right down the middle with people, man. Manny Pacquiao full of shit. I didn't think Manny Pacquiao... And, and if he had a shoulder, we don't know. But I'm going to say he didn't have a shoulder injury because he had it on a slinky. You know, he had this thing on a the slinky. There was no real paperwork on that. Now, Lomachenko was legitimate because they stapled his shit. He got surgery. He, he got, had a legit... He got legit surgery. You know what Pacquiao said? God healed my shoulder. Then, then he said, salt water healed his shoulder. He's a pathological liar, bro. And that's your man. Listen, who's to say that, that he doesn't? He, does, he believes that. He believes that things like that has healed him. God you healed know? your shoulder, bro. I mean, Holyfield went back to a fight, said that he saw some priests or something, and <laughs> he went back into the fight, you know? So. Listen, uh, back to Tiafimo, though. Um, I thought it was a good bounce back fight for him. Um, he looked he looked good. Um, he still had his speed. He he had that power still, even going up to one um, at one forty. Only thing I did not like, he's still doing that fucking shoulder roll. Yeah, everybody wants to do the shoulder roll. Uh, Floyd and, Floyd started doing the shoulder roll towards the end of his career because he could. He was older and he was doing that so people could throw their shots towards and the towards the end. Towards the end of his career, he wasn't doing that when he was pretty boy Floyd. Yes, yes he was. He did oh, it. He, he did it. Not. He did it more when he got when, when he, he got, got heavier. Older. Yeah, when he got, he heavier. got heavier. Yeah, when yeah, he got yeah, older. yeah. But when he was younger, he had his hands. He didn't need to do that. He was his well, reflexes were was, fast. He was more aggressive when he was younger. He was more yeah, aggressive. He was, at, he was, he at was older. He had to change. He had to do things different. Now I'm looking for this freaking Irish guy, Michael Conlon. How the hell you spell his name? Conlon? Michael. I know Michael, but C O N C O N L. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure it's A-N. It's either A-N or O-N. All right. Let's go deep on this fool. So, this guy was an Olympic gold medalist, right? I yep. believe. Yep. He's 17 wins, one loss, eight wins. We ain't even finished talking about Tia Fimo. We We're going to get back to him. I'm just, this, this dude. Um, and he fought this guy named Miguel Maraga. Did I say his bullshit name right? Mariaga, right? Mariaga. Mariaga. Close. One day. Close enough. One day. Anyway, uh, he looked horrible. Michael Conlon, horrible. Oh, shit. European fighters suck, okay? I can name you five guys from Europe that actually fight well. Outside of Tyson Fury, you got Usyk, Lamacheco, and honestly, wow. everybody else suck. What about Triple G from Europe, right? He's more Americanized, like Mexican. And, you <laughs> He's know, not Mexican. <laughs> But he's more Americanized. He's more American. He lives here. He fights here. These guys are from over there. Triple, not Triple G from over there. Yeah, he's from Kazakhstan, whatever the hell. But, <laughs> but but he's here. He's here. We 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 bred him. Yes. yes. We, we, okay. We, okay. But what I'm talking about is these guys that live over there. Joshua, who sucks. So uh, this guy's he's he's from out. He's from Ireland. He's from Ireland, and honestly, these guys in Ireland, he he should fight a hundred times there, and he'll win because. They ride with him for every little punch he throws. I want to see him versus Blair Flair, and Blair Flair will knock him out. Um, yeah, I think I think Blair is a little too aggressive, a little too aggressive for him right now. I don't think he can. But anyway, it, Blair is a welterweight. This guy's a yeah, featherweight. Yeah, he's a featherweight. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. this guy's ranked 15th in the world. He should he should be ranked 1,500 in the world. He should be ranked right because he what, is so what, garbage. What didn't he's you like? Thirty what, years old. What I don't like is that he doesn't know how to set up the jab. Okay. He doesn't. He has. He moves around so much, man. I think in the third round, I had to like 
move my head to the side because I was getting dizzy spells. He was moving constantly, constantly moving, moving. Not punching? Not punching. I didn't see this fight. So I, like I've this. seen him fight before, but I didn't see that last and, fight. And, 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 oh, man, it was just, it was bad, man. He won this by a ten, uh, the 10th round decision. Um, he's got a good, he's got a good hype around him, too. Like, he's he's got some, the other guy, he's building the, up some hype. The other guy he fought here had 30 wins, 26 knockouts, one loss. And, if Michael Conlon was trash, God damn, why he smiling like that? If Michael Conlon was trash, this guy is below trash. What's below trash? You can't get lower than trash. Yes, scum, scum, right under. Like you need to scrape that shit off, you know. Bottom of the barrel. This guy is ranked eighty-five in the world, okay, and number two in Colombia because they're all crooked over there, and uh, you know with the drugs and all that. So they let this guy fight because they take half his paycheck. No comment. So he got his ass. He's been the last three fights. He, he won one, so he's been getting his ass kicked. <laughs> and he fought Michael Conlon. Michael Conlon was just too sloppy for me, throwing punches all over the place, and um, and I was not impressed. Had no defense, no jab. Would wasn't you? countering very well. Barely threw twenty punches around, and people were screaming and yelling. But the announcers were literally saying, "Hey." He needs to tighten up his defense. He needs to start using jab. He can't compete against a high level with this yeah, with yeah. this competition. Though this, this guy's I'll never talk about this guy again. I this guy's him, garbage. I've seen him fight a few times. <laughs> I wasn't impressed, but um I I'm definitely gonna check out that last fight to see what you're talking about. But uh, shout out to Michael Conley, man. <laughs> no shout out for him. I give him a D minus in performance Damn. competition. Okay, cause this guy was non existent. The guy he fought was just there just to collect a paycheck or social security or just whatever a, the just fuck. Just an opponent. He was just walking and letting this guy tap him, you know? And 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 there was there was like two moments that Michael Collin landed a shot like like a slap. And it was like a late reaction. The guy went like this. Watch the fight. I was like, what is going on here? Is my is my TV all, all fucked up? You know, Wi-Fi? <laughs> but um, yeah, he's garbage. They're all garbage. All the European fighters are trash. I'm calling everyone out there. They all suck. Wow. They bullshit. There's that's why they. That's you. why they never win Olympics. America always kicked their ass. Cuba kicks their ass. They fucking trash. They're the worst of the worst. I'm glad we're not connected to England. What about Kovalev? Kovalev, Kovalev was from Europe. He's trash too. Did you see the fight with him and, and and Canelo? He threw that shit. That is debatable, yeah. That's Not debatable. debatable. He's trash. He's another one that got to get the fuck out of this country. Shout out, shout out, shout out to all the European fighters out there. Um, uh, speaking of European fighters, Usyk versus Joshua is coming up soon. Um, and we got to bet on that. I don't want you to forget. I like Usyk to kick his ass again because Joshua has no heart. He better find the Wizard of Oz and give him a heart. So you're not going to... Hold on, hold on now. You're not going to... My not boy gonna, Robert Garcia is a great coach, but... You can't change somebody's heart. His personality, his DNA, he's scared little boy. He goes in the ring. He has no confidence whatsoever. He's a big, doofy dude with a lot of <laughs> muscle that can't do much. He barely beat on old Social Security uh, uh, Vladimir Klitschko. Klitschko. You know, he Tyson Fury will knock him out cold. I don't know about that. Tyson, uh, um, um, uh, Wilder will not come out cold. I agree. Jose I Ortiz so. will not come out cold. He don't fight the best. That's why he stays in Europe. He fights in Europe to say, hey, I beat all these guys. I'm I'm this. But when he fought Andy Ruiz, he got his ass kicked. 
Well, he made a mistake and he got hurt. No mistake. His mistake was come to the United then, States getting his ass kicked. And then the second fight, he whooped um, Ruiz's ass. So. And he got a, an American trainer in, in Robert Guerrero. I mean, Robert Garcia, because the trainers in Europe suck. They're D minus trainers. They don't know what the hell. They don't know how to wrap now, hands. I'm agree with you on that because, and this is just, this is the first time I'm agree with you today. I watch, I watch a lot of those guys fight from over there and... A lot of those fighters don't improve throughout their career. And then I even listen to some of the instructions in the corner. I watch how they train. And it's just like, it's the same shit. It's the same, the same shit. same thing. Like, and I'm sure there's good trainers over there, right? But I think there's a gap when from training, boxing training over there to what I've seen here. And this is no bias, but there's a, there's a gap there. There's something, there's something off about the yeah, trainers should, over there. They should start learning from American trainers. And even like the European guys, like they all are straight up, yes, and they all fight tall like that. All of them, it's it's, it's they it's still the think same, they're in the Jack same Jack style. Johnson era. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Um, but um, I disagree with you. I think Joshua does have heart. I think. All right, so we're betting a steak here. I owe yeah, you a steak already. You owe me a steak already. So we're doing the, the double steak. Yeah, you. First of all, we need to get the steak out the way. Ain't no double steak. I want my <laughs> I want my dinner first, and then this is another bet. This is another bet because I'm hungry. Um, I got Joshua. Joshua winning. I got Usyk and beating the shit out of this scarecrow. I, I think Joshua hurts him this fight. I think Usyk, knowing that his country is going to get taken over by Russia, I think Usyk is going to beat the fuck out of fucking Joshua, pole to pole, and Joshua's going to throw himself in the floor like a little bitch that he is. Oh, boy. And the fight is going to be over, and that's the end of Anthony Joshua. You know, but he, I have to say, he's a nice guy. <laughs> he's a nice guy. <laughs> what? No. He'll be perfect for running for president or something in that country, Bro. prime minister. He's a very nice guy, a gentleman, you a just, gentleman. You just shitted you all know? over this guy's life. And now you but he's a nice guy. All right, to another important matter. I can't wait till he beat Usyk. Xander Zayas. Yes, yes. Let's talk he's about He's 13 and all. Yes. Okay. Xander is 13 and 0 with 10 knockouts from Puerto Rico. He's ranked number 63 in the world, super welterweight, so that means he's 154 Four. pounds. Uh, he's ranked number one in Puerto Rico, and he's 19 years old, and he just fought Elias Espadas. God damn it, I fucking got the word right. Let me so, read that. Elias Espadas. Yeah, that's an easy one. Yeah. So, Elias is 22 wins, five losses, one by uh, stoppage, and he has 15 knockouts. Uh, he was ranked 135 in the world, Mexican, 31 year old. They call him the Latin kid, and he had he was coming into the fight with a four fight uh, win streak, um, fighting newspaper man and plumbers, and uh, Xander. I think for me, Xander has a lot of talent, a lot of skill. Um, Xander stopped this kid in the fifth round. Mm -hmm. Xander was a little too anxious, overthrowing. Um, I agree. Uh, you know, he had to relax a little bit. I like that they took Xander out of that little, the little posse crew of Balanga and all these other guys, the party poopers in, in New York. Um, Xander's is from Puerto Rico. He trains out of Florida. He has a good team. And I think Bob Arum kind of figured out, hey, let's get this young kid out of this enigma over here. 
because these guys are going to bring him down. They're party guys and all this stuff. But this kid wants to be a world champion. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I think the guy he fought had a lot of fights. Uh, but, you know, the, the competition wasn't exactly the best that the guy fought. Um, and Xander was rushing his shots, uh, overshooting his shots. He wanted to knock, I guess he wanted to score the knockout fast. Uh, he eventually did get the knockout. A nice hook. Nice right hook. Mm -hmm. uh, referee stopped it. And um, I give his performance a C plus because, like I said, hmm. he, he was getting touched by this other guy. And the other guy was not that good. I think he was just... I don't his think... nerves were were involved, and uh, he you know he was excited. Mm -hmm. um, I the think... potential is there. The potential is good. I like his his hooks. Uh, also, Xander tends to lean and favor the left hand a lot, which means he throws the jab, and then he does a lot of hooks and left uppercuts. Everything is the left side. He throws the right hand. When he does throw the right hand, it hurts people. But he doesn't throw enough right hands into his combinations. He tends to lean too mm. much with the left. He's probably 85-90% of the time everything is left-handed. And I think a smart fighter will figure that out and shift to Xander's right. And then he will have to try to beat you with the right. Mm. But he's 19 years old. He has a lot to learn. They're building him up at this pace. He's 13 fights. You know, I uh, want to see what's going to happen to him next. Um, I think... I think um I think he suffers from what a lot of the great fighters suffer from is they know they're so good. Like I, you watch guys like Tank and Terrence Crawford, they do this stuff, this, this shit all the time. Like they don't respect their opponents sometimes, and you see them getting hit, and it's not because the guys, other guys, doing something. It's not because they can't get around, get away from the punches. They, they really don't give a fuck. They don't they don't care what you got. Like I'm gonna land my shit. I'm gonna get my shit off. I don't, I don't care what you're doing. And you can see that in him. He's real cocky. He's got that cockiness. And he's he's walking straight up to that guy. He was taking his punches. Boom. Come right back with his own. And I, I don't I don't think it's But that's the thing. I don't want to see a fighter walk in taking unnecessary shots. hundred percent. I want to see a fighter block the shots and counter them. hundred percent. But somebody gotta bring that out of him. He gotta he gotta feel and again, this is why I said it's it's a it's a gift and a curse. He's gotta feel like whoever's in there with him. Is respectable. All right, I'm gonna be on my A game today. They are gonna make me pull out my A game. But these guys, when they in there with somebody and they know they can beat them, you are gonna get the C plus work. He I'm shows. A, I'm gonna knock you out. He four shows five very months. good power. Yeah, he shows a yeah. lot of potential and skill and talent. Has to put it all together. Um, I want to see better defense. I want to see better footwork. I want to see the jab I agree motion with that. more. I agree with all that. Uh, but I will give him a buy because he's 19 years old. He's still growing. He's gonna get bigger. He's probably gonna wind up being 168. When it's all said and done, yeah, in the long um, run, yeah, and uh, you know he he's he's he's, a, he's gonna make he's, he's gonna a, make noise in that division. He's a, yeah, he's definitely gonna make, he's gonna noise, make noise in the division for sure. Um, he's holding it down for Puerto Rico. I want to talk about the Macho Camacho documentary, okay? That I just saw this past week. Um, the Macho Man and uh, Hector Camacho. Hector for all Macho the people. Camacho. If you don't know who Macho Camacho is, you need to turn the fucking podcast off right now. You need to. He's one of the greatest lightweights in the last. In, well, in the 80s, 80s, he, he pretty much, he was right after Sugar Ray Leonard before Leonard retired the first time, and he came, uh, and, he, and, he was, and he was rocking uh, before Mike Tyson came into the scene. So for like four years, uh, Macho Camacho was the biggest man in the sport until yeah. these guys came he into had the that, scene. He had that Superman curl. He had the Superman curl, um, little Jerry curl, 
And uh, I used to see him all the time in, in Manhattan. I remember him screaming at me and cursing me out when I beat his son Camacho Jr. at the Latin Gloves. He remembers that. Everybody remembers that. Um, and uh, a wonderful fight. Wonderful, wonderful fighter. Uh, shame the way he died. They caught recently the guy that uh, that killed they him. Killed him. Um, yeah, what, what the hell am I look? I'm looking at here? I don't know what you look at. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for Camacho, and I see all these other pictures I never posted yeah, here. You post what the hell is this? Twenty thousand things a day. You on your you on your tag? That's why. Oh, Go tag. To your okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's called Macho, the Hector Camacho story. Macho Camacho, his mother. Uh, Maria, I met her two or three times. Uh, still lives in Ibarrio, and uh, a story in the in the in the movie. He came in uh, and told his mother, "Mommy, I'm going to the bathroom. I'm going to do something very, very bad. But please don't open the bathroom." She's like, "What are you doing?" So she goes to the bathroom, and he comes out, and she hears him go. <laughs> so when when he comes out, this is real. This is real. It's on the it's on the on in the, the movie. In the movie? It's on the documentary. She sees the bag of cocaine and she grabs the cocaine and flushes it on the toilet. And he says, "Mommy, that that's my my money. You how, just threw all my money down the toilet." How old was he? Uh, he was twelve years old. Mm. So then she told him, "You have to do something now, Macho. You got to be productive, or something." And they put him in the gym, and he met uh, uh Billy Jones, who was his original trainer. He was fucking with coke since he was twelve years old. Yeah, he had a cocaine problem. That's crazy. His whole career to be hooked on coke. His whole career, he had cocaine problem. I'm not gonna throw the whole movie, but I'm gonna just give you parts. Uh, But Macho, the Macho Man was incredible as a lightweight. Yes, he was. He was was, uh, a lefty. He was five foot six. He was born in Bayamón, Puerto Rico. He's regarded as one of the top five greatest Puerto Rican fighters of all time. He's in the Hall of Fame. Nasty job. He had a great chin. Uh, considering he was a drug addict, he had tremendous condition, endurance, and uh, he was a showman before Mayweather uh, or any other guys. He was he was tremendous showman. He came in there, he talked a lot of garbage, he danced. Um, he had tr- great fights with Vinny Pazienza. He beat. Uh, the fight changed for him when he fought uh, another Puerto Rican fighter who's a Hall of Famer, Edwin Rosario El Chapo. Mm-hmm. And Chapo really put a beating on him. Mm-hmm. But Camacho did win the fight, mm-hmm. but he was just never the same fighter again. He was mm-hmm. he was more on the retreat, and he was fighting smarter than coming in aggressive. That fight really changed, changed him, yeah. changed him yeah. a lot. Uh, his first loss was against Greg Haugen. Greg Haugen actually trained himself and learned boxing himself by reading magazines and uh, and doing things by himself. Wow. And that was his first loss. He got the rematch immediately and beat up Greg Haugen. Uh, beat up Vinny Pazienza. Mm-hmm. Uh, beat up an old Roberto Duran, which I thought Duran won both fights. I thought Duran won both fights. You got to watch it. I, I uh, saw I saw those fights, and I'm, I'm looking. That's why I'm... You gotta watch it. I, I thought he 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 lost those five. Uh, he fought a uh, Sugar Ray Leonard that was beyond past his prime, and yeah, and yeah. I thought at that moment he had AIDS because he was so skinny, you know. Um, yeah, well that's another story. <laughs> um, the Macho Man, yes, he was incredible, 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 incredible. And another story with Macho Man, uh, he had a kilo of cocaine in the back trunk, and he was with his bodyguard. And personal friend, right? And um, they were going. They they went over the border of Mexico, right? Now he sees the border. The border cops coming towards him, right? And the dogs. And Macho Man told his his friend bodyguard, 
said, hey, man, I got to tell you this now. I have a little something in the back trunk. And his friend says, oh, no. What is it, macho? He said, I got a kilo of cocaine. And his friend was, you know, like, these guys are getting closer. The dogs are coming yeah, to smell. Yeah, mad as hell. And he right? said, they had a convertible. He said, macho, lower the convertible. Get out. Everybody knows who you are in Mexico. Come out of the car. Start screaming, I want Chavez. You know, that's the only way we're going to get out of this mess. And sure enough, the Lord of the Convertible, he came out with his chain, screaming, I want Julio Cesar Chavez. I want to fight him. I'm coming into Mexico. Bah, bah, bah. And that saved them. They brought a whole crowd of people. So the dogs were everywhere. A big crowd. The cops came said, all right, guys, you know, you know, you got to turn around. And they got away. Mm. As they were leaving, <clears throat> as they were leaving, and they were already away from the border, Macho said, I am done with this shit. I, I, you know, got out the car and with, a, I guess, a shovel, whatever he, how he had, he buried the drug somewhere, right? Mm. A kilo, right? He buried it and they left. They went to a hotel room and then the guy, his, his bodyguard friend got up and he doesn't see Macho Man. Mm. So he, he was like, what the hell? Did he just leave me? Did he stranded? When he opens the door, Macho Man is coming towards him all dirty. He says, man, motherfucker. I went looking for this cocaine that I buried, and I couldn't find it. Do you know how the hell I buried this shit at? <laughs> so, can't, can't leave that shit alone. He, he couldn't leave that shit alone. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. But that is exactly the story that happened. I hope everybody watches it. It's incredible. Yeah, I got to watch man, that now. Um, you know, at the end of his career, they offered them $9 million. I did not know this to fight a Roy Jones who was already shot fighter too. Now, Roy is naturally a bigger guy, longer reach, more power, faster yeah, than that. that so have that been wasn't going to be good. And Macho Man would have did it just for the money. He wasn't scared. But um, there was a moment that Mach they were training him. They were pushing him. You could see his face was bloated with the cocaine. Who knows if he had AIDS or what else he had. Um, AIDS, and, and during the middle of the, his run, he said, you know what, guys? I can't do this no more. I just can't push my body no more to this. You know, I can't do it no more. And, you know, what happened happened. You know, Macho Man married a wonderful girl, changed his life a little bit. We went back to the drugs and yada, 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 and he's dead. Yeah. But wonderful movie. Everyone has to check it out. The Macho Man story. One of the greatest lightweights of all time. I probably rank him in the top 30 greatest lightweights of all time. We'll probably do a lightweight thing one day. Yeah, we could, we could do a um, countdown. Yeah, so. Yeah, I'm going to check that out this weekend for sure. I'm how about you? check that out. Prospect of the week. Is that is that your old time of the week, Macho Camacho? No, that's the movie of the week for me. Oh, shit. This, <laughs> damn, I thought that was your guy for the week. No, no. All right, well, <clears throat> prospect of the week. I'm going to keep it short this week. Right. Um, Abdullah Mason. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Um, he's 18 years old, three and zero. Um, he's got four brothers that also box. A family of family of boxers. So I know we got like the Russell brothers. Yes. Um, and just a shout out to them. My condolences. The, the father just passed away not not too long ago. But um, uh, Abdullah Mason, three and zero right now. Super talented kid. Um, I don't have too much to say about him because he don't have a story like the rest of these guys. And if he does, I don't know yet. There's not much information on him, but um. Check him out. He's one of the next guys up. Uh, lightweight. And he's only 18. Only 18. Um, and out of his four brothers, Who's I think... his trainers? I think his father. Okay. His father is actually... He trains all, all, all five of them. So it's five brothers total. Um, and they all box. Um, but Abdullah Mason is, is, a, is a beast. He, 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 he looks like one of those next guys up. So um, we had Truck. 
the first week. Then I had my man. Um, who I had last week? Oh, um, Keyshawn Davis. Keyshawn Davis, yes. And now we got Abdullah Mason, uh, prospect of the week. Check him out. Check him out, Abdullah Mason. Before we check out my veteran of the week, uh, let's check out what Adrian Broner did again in another week. Oh man, he was ready to fight this week, right? Everyone is riding with him again. He was gonna fight Omar Figueroa, and this chicken shit again. Decides to cancel the fight. Why? Because he's a chicken shit. He knows he was going to get his ass kicked. He wasn't prepared. He doesn't take boxing serious. For me, I think this guy's trash. I don't care how many belts he won. He's a paper champion. Um, he's blocked me all over social media. Good. Um, he's garbage. And I tell you something. I'll tell him his face. He's garbage. Uh you know, his jab is garbage. I, I can't stand how he talks. He just, when he talks, I get like these goosebumps, you know. I just I just want someone to punish his ass or just quit boxing. Just get the fuck out of boxing because I can't stand him. He's a, he's a sore loser. He's a baby. Um, wow. Wow. Let me just get a sip of this because I have more. I'm going deep on his little ass. Shout out to AB. AB is my guy. About billions, huh? About about boxing. He's broke, okay? All he wants to do is sniff prostitutes' asses and lick dirty whores. And, you know, while he has a good wife with a baby at home, you know, waiting for him and taking care of his house, this guy is rolling around with his dingling all over the fucking Vegas Strip. I don't I don't know that to now, be true. I blame Floyd Mayweather on this because Floyd Mayweather <laughs> is supposed to be what? the role model and... The mentor you would of, you would find a way to circle back to Floyd. Yes. You would. Well, that's his boy. That's his friend. They were they, they not, were mentoring. They really, were mentoring him. If you're mentoring someone and you're a fighter, they fell out though. They're not. It they doesn't matter. They haven't been. They haven't you know been cool people, for years. I fell out with people and I still look for them and reach out to them. You know, that's what makes a person who they are in life. When <laughs> Yo, you carry uh, right now. <laughs> listen. You potty. No, go. Listen, go ahead. Go no, ahead. Listen. Go ahead. I'll let Look, you go. Floyd Mayweather has everything, right? Money, this and that, right? This guy is up and coming. Why can't you just help his career? Why can't you say, you know, I'm going to help your career? He's not his daddy. He's not his daddy, but he's friend. No, they're not friends. Well, he's up. Javante Davis's ass, too. You That's know? his fighter. All right. And you know what? And we're gonna get we're gonna talk more. I'm not gonna go the whole subject of this, but Floyd is a phony baloney also because he doesn't want him to fight the best fighters in the world. But we'll go, we'll talk about that another that's not time. That's true. Yeah, you would say we Adrian talk about Broner. Time. Adrian Broner for me wasted his whole talent. Why? Because he made a lot of money and he had nobody, nobody to help him. Uh, uh, you know, teach him where your money is gonna go. You can't be in these parties. You gotta avoid these people here. Stop hanging out with, you know, guys from the street and this and that. And stop being a show-off and stop, you know. Like, instead of taking boxing serious. You don't think nobody told him that? No, I, don't, I think he he's has a, a lot of yes-men. He's a grown man. He has man. a lot of yes-men. He has a lot of guys that will hang out with him just for the money. I'm pretty sure him and Floyd have had a conversation like that. Especially if Floyd's mentoring you because Floyd makes good business decisions. I'm sure he's told him, yo... You need to invest. You need to save your money. You need to do these, this and that. I'm sure he told them that in front of a group of people, but he doesn't need a group of people. Floyd should reach out to him on the phone or go pick him up in his Bugatti or they're his not, jet. They're not even cool and, no more. And why say, would, hey, man, he, I'm know, worried about you. I am worried about you. I seen Broner do an interview, and he was saying how uh, if, if the roles was reversed, 
and he was Floyd and Floyd was him, he would have he would have did an exhibition with 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 with, with Floyd so he can he can get some money. The fucking audacity people have like you don't even speak to this dude. I'm, I'm sure y'all don't speak. From what I know, y'all don't speak. Y'all fell out. Y'all not cool. Why the fuck am I doing you a favor? I'm gonna tell you. The next five years of Adrian Broner, unless he goes to church and gets baptized ASAP, or get somebody to really change him, someone to look. Honestly, AB, if you was to reach out to me, if you was to reach out to me, I'll sit there with you, I'll talk with you, I'll help you, I'll guide you. <laughs> Believe it or not, I will. That's, I'm not these fucking guys. I'm that's not. A, that's I, a toxic relationship. Both I do not want a fucking penny from you. All I want to do is help your career. I will help your career. You want to be a better man in life, to be there for your kids, you know? I'm sure deep down he wants to be there for his kids and wants to have a happy life. I'm sure he's, he's there for he's his doing, kids. Man. He's doing all this stuff he's doing is for publicity. All this stuff he does is to show off. Deep down, when he goes home, there's always a moment in everyone's life, even if you're a celebrity, that you go home, even your butler might have the day off or whatever, and you're by yourself in a little room, with the four walls and the ceiling, and he starts thinking and his thoughts, you know, and he has Mr. Devil here and another devil here. They constantly talking shit to him, saying you're a loser, you're worth nothing, and over here he looks over here, you're worth nothing, you haven't done anything, you're broke, and they start and he gets depressed. Not that's how you get your mental your mental block, your mental uh, what do you call it? Mental health now they're calling this now, mental health. You know, which yeah, I think that's bullshit. You Over 200 years of boxing, nobody's been canceling fights for mental health. Now the last five years, everyone has mental health. I don't know. Yeah, that's another them, story. Them guys would just, they would just fight anyway and then get in there and get fucked up because their head wasn't right. Back to Adrian Broner. Adrian, you need to go to church. You need to clean your life. You got to let go of the drugs. You got to <laughs> see. You got to. drugs. <laughs> he's a drug addict. He's we, an alcoholic. You don't, don't know that. You could look at him. You could see it. You could see it in him. Listen, man. Shout out to AB, one of the one of the he one needs, of the most talented fighters out there right now. And I wish I don't even I have wish, him the top hundred no, 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 talented no, no. fighters. I'm, I'm talking about talent. Like as a as a talent, he had he had the talent. And like you said, I agree with you. He he has a lot is wasted potential, wasted talent. He had the talent to do great things in boxing. He had he had the talent. He's still and he's older now, so I don't know what he has left. He in the should tank. watch a few movies of the Bronx Tale. Where Robert De Niro says, "There's nothing like wasted talent." Yeah, I mean, I, I, I rock with AB, man. Listen, I hope, I hope everything's okay with his mental health. I hope he gets back on his feet. Whatever he got to do, um, life goes on after boxing, man. So we gotta figure it out. He has nothing but boxing. He's not a smart man. He can't do a podcast. He can't. He could can do a podcast. He got, he got, he got personality. He has no personality. He has nothing. You don't understand. This guy has no one. He has nothing. What he's just a little about? he's just a little boy in a man's body that's trapped and 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 I I hope it doesn't happen, but I could see 2 or 3 years from now, mark my words, mark it here on the podcast, he'll commit suicide. That guy has Come on, man. Come I'm telling on. you, he'll come commit suicide. On, come on, man. Mark my words. I said it. He will commit suicide. He can't handle stress. He can't handle the pressure of success. I'm, and, cu- I'm cutting that. And Go ahead. No, don't cut it. Yeah, let it roll. Let it roll. Let it um, roll. All right, enough about this guy. Shout out to AB, man. Um, wish you all the best, uh, bro. Fuck AB. Now, <laughs> let's talk about old school fighter of the week. Old school fighter of the week. 
my dear cousin Alex Ramos. Yes, yes. Let's okay, go. let's get it. Uh, who I followed most of his career, and uh, you know, very nice guy. He had 143 victories in the amateurs, 15 losses, and had 132 knockouts. Okay. Say that again. 143 victories and how many knockouts? 132 knockouts. Okay. That guy was amazing. That's that's ridiculous. He, uh, Shelly Finkel, that was Shelly, I don't know, do you know who Shelly Finkel is? Mm -hmm. That was Shelly Finkel's first fighter that he ever signed. Wow. His first fighter that he ever signed. Um, Alex Ramos won the Golden Gloves four times. He won the first Golden Gloves in 1977 when I was born. All right? That's, that started the streak of the family, right? Um, he had good defense. He had a great jab. He had good co- combinations. Unfortunately, another guy that wasted all his whole life with drugs. I'm sure he regrets it because I talk to him all the time, and, and he doesn't sound great, and I, mm-hmm. you know, I pray he gets better. Um, he had a professional career. He had Lou Duva training him. He had Georgie Benton, one of the greatest boxing minds in yeah. him. Probably the top 20 or 10, 10. greatest trainers 10. of all time, Georgie Benton. Top 10. And he easy. had another coach, Louis Camacho, from Bronchester there too, and Lou Duva. He had a perfect team. Shelly Finkel, they were managing him great. They were trying to put him, build him to the point where eventually they were going to put him with Marvin Hagler. Now, eventually he did spar with Marvin Hagler for the Mugabe fight with John the Beast Mugabe, Mugabe. and he did very, very good. But once again, the drugs and the women and the alcohol and all this stuff, and, you know, he started, he fired Georgie Benton, then he fired Duduva, he fired Louis Camacho, he he was running rampant doing unnecessary things. Um, But yeah, his, his professional career, his professional career was... Uh, 55, 51 wins, right? I mean, I'm sorry, 51 fights. But he had 39 wins, 24 knockouts, 10 losses, 2 draws. And the notable fight that he had was against Michael Nunn, and Michael Nunn beat him. Michael Nunn was one of my favorite fighters Michael in the, the late the 80s and early 90s. He was my favorite fighter. So James Torney, you know, tore him up. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, and shout-outs for him. He just came out of prison after, what, 30 years of prison? Michael Nunn, yeah, facts. Um, but, yeah. Um, Alex Ramos is looking to uh, um, do a boxing uh, movie documentary about his life. A lot of people don't know this. He had a friend. It wasn't a close friend. You can look it up. But this guy wanted Alex Ramos' career because he was very popular. And he got the name The Bronx Bomber, right? Yep, yep. You know by who? No. George Steinbrenner. George Steinbrenner gave him the name the Bronx Bomber. You, everybody mm. could look that up. You could look that up. He gave him the name the Bronx Bomber. I didn't know that until I started doing, you know, talking to him and other fighters and researching things. Yep, George Steinbrenner gave him that name the Bronx Bomber because mm. he was knocking everybody out in the amateurs. He fought, he was ready to be in the Olympics. He was mm. in the Olympic team. Mm-hmm. But Jimmy Carter, our great president, who was a dumbo. They got him out of the office eventually. He... He uh, banned in the 1980s the Olympics for the United States because uh, Russia took yeah, over of Russia, Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And because of that, my cousin never fought in the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was he was the favorite. He was knocking people out. All the Cuban fighters, he was beating all the Cuban fighters, everybody around the world. He was the number one fighter. He was the number one fighter in the United States mm. um, at that weight. Um, 
So yeah, so this person that was a friend of his knew him, right? It wasn't. I'm not gonna say friend. Person that knew him was around him. But they weren't buddy buddy. Um, decided to be a serial rapist. Okay, so he started using his name as Alex Ramos, telling people, telling, telling girls, "Hey, I'm Alex Ramos," and was raping all these women. Oh shit! So he had, uh, I think, I believe, I might be wrong, Bo Derek and a few other celebrities. That were helping him, and they found this guy, and they and they finally when they fought, they finally caught this guy. They gave him, I think, a life sentence, or whatever. But he had raped something like seventy or eighty women. Mm. He was a serial rapist, um, and he was depressed because you know that ruined him a little bit. Yeah, he started people, doing drugs. People and thought everything. he was. A, people thought he was a rapist. People thought he was a serial rapist. That's crazy, you know. But they found the truth in it. But he he still also but had still, addiction. Yeah, yeah, he was an addictive person and. Addictive personality, uh, where people talk to him and they they hooked on him and he's a lovable guy. Give you the shirt off his back. Mm-hmm. Alex Ramos was very good giving person. He can have all the money he had in his pocket and he'll help people constantly. He was constantly helping people. Um, so yeah, he's my fighter of uh, of the week. You could check him out on YouTube, Alex Ramos versus Michael Nunn, or a lot of his amateur fights because he was the number one amateur in the eighties. Uh, 1978, well, 1977, when he won the gloves all the way to 1980, he was the number one fighter for about three or four years in the world, um, and in the United States. So check him out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out to, shout out to your cousin, man. That's, that's big. That's, um, hopefully he can get that documentary off the ground. Yeah. We're, we're, we're working on that. Uh, any, anybody else you want to talk about? Um, nah, I got, I got nobody else, man. You, you kind of burned me out today. I ain't gonna lie. You, you said a lot of. Crazy shit. My head is still spinning. Well, I have I have one more person to talk about. The Nationals. Okay? Oh, yeah. I want to give a shout-out to P2, David Reyes. Facts. He fought in the Nationals today. He lost to one of Bo... Bo... Uh, what that was his name? Bo Mac. Bo Mac's fighter, right? Terrence um, Crawford's trainer. Terrence Crawford's trainer. And uh, let me see what this kid's name is. Hold on. I'll just give that kid some credit. His name is Jose Mejia... Garibo, right? Yeah, there you go. Garibo, yeah. So you, yeah, you got he, two today. He he looked pretty good. That kid looked pretty good. He did. He I did. Mean, he looks solid. He kept P two away with that jab, and um, you know, listen, it's a learning experience. It's a learning experience. Nationals. Not many people make it to the nationals. That's a high level. That's mm-hmm. fighting the best in the United States. Uh, I got to the third round of the nationals, and I lost to Zaire Rahim, and he beat me. Fairly easy with the jab. You know, he eventually wound up beating Eric Morales in mm-hmm, the pros. Mm-hmm. So fighting in the Nationals is not easy. You're fighting the best fighters in the, in the United States. That's facts. Um, it's a learning experience. P2 is 23 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, has about 15 amateur fights. That kid probably has even more. I don't yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But because um, like he's in the middle of the United States. Yeah. So they could travel all over the different states. I think they connected to like four or five different states. That do a lot so of boxing. Yeah. They could do a lot of boxing. So... Hey, props to that kid. Shout Hope out, that kid wins. Shout out to P2, man. Um, we proud of you, man. When you come back, we taking you to dinner, man. We we're, taking you to Wilson, dinner. Wilson owe me a steak, but you can get my steak to P2. There you go. You get the steak. He's a smaller guy, so he'll save me less money. <laughs> uh, well, follow us. Subscribe. Like. Uh, do whatever you want. Just tell share. Me, share. Make sure you share this shit. Tell your friends, your lovers, your girlfriends. Send uh, money. Whatever. We, we, we got to put money. the cash app up. We need, yeah, we need cash. We need money, um, desperately. <laughs> make sure, make sure y'all follow Will's OnlyFans. Um, I got this tacky fucking shirt. 
Yeah, don't ever wear that shit again. <laughs> Carlos, Carlos gave me this. Carlos bar. gave me that. Oh damn, damn! Shout out to Carlos, bro. Um, but yes, thank y'all. We see y'all next week. Yeah, Bing Bang.